When you're walking down the street And the show gets old Tune into this show Jamming with Jamming with Psychologist. Before he entered into the music industry, he was a clinical psychologist. Barry's the one who introduced Aaliyah, as we all know, as the story unfolds. Barry's the one that actually began to manage R. Kelly, had a niece by the name of Aaliyah Donna Horton, decided that he wanted to help his family get into the music business. And because he was in it, he knew that he had an upcoming star. And the jacked up part, well, we'll get to that part. He asked R. Kelly to fly out to Detroit. Now, these are Leah's words in the interview that we've watched. What we're going to do is we're going to add the link at the bottom in the description of this video so that you're able to watch the same exact videos that we've watched to know that we're just not making up information. Or trying to trash anybody. So, Aaliyah, Barry asked, in Aaliyah's words, asked R. Kelly to fly out to Detroit to meet his niece. Because he said that she was very talented. Aaliyah's words were, there really wasn't an audition. R. Kelly even came behind her in another private interview and said there was an audition. When he looked at her, he knew that she had it. Let's it was a glow. The last dragon. <coughs> First off. I'm the master. Show off. First off, when he says she had it, this is my question. My question was, had what? 
if she never sang before you, there was no audition, what did you see? Listen. What did he see the moment he laid his two black eyes on Aaliyah? And may the, you know, the dead rest in peace. We, we're not trying to bash anybody. We're just bringing truth, as we said, three sides to every story, the truth to the light, because to bring psychological understanding, fundamental understanding, why in the world does things like this transpire? So, back to Barry. So, after R. Kelly decides that he wants to produce or work with Ali, he said that she you must, you must I, R. Kelly's words were, the only way that he can work with you is to, you have to be willing to grow. But to produce your music, you have to be willing to grow. Again, if you never heard the girl sing, what was the it factor for you that made you think that she was the girl? Now, back to Barry. Barry being a clinical psychologist. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I thought the job of your manager is supposed to know who your client is, what they do, the kind of person that they are, what they're dealing with and for your client should be I mean your manager should be your best friend is that what you're saying that's what I'm saying and not only that but if you're in a field where you can diagnose situations and help situations and know that he may have allegedly may have a problem (laughs) come on Allegedly. Why would you want to put your 15, or was she 14 at the time? She was actually 14. I I wasn't there. She was 14 from her story. From her story in the interviews, she said that she was 14 years old. The reports say that she was 14 years old when she began to work with R. Kelly. So. So, pause. So, they used to say is, if you don't want to play with fire, get out the kitchen. Okay. So, are you telling me you knew he had a problem? Well, we didn't get to that. That was the thing. From the reports, um, R. Kelly presumed to explain to Barry that he had issues with young women, that he had an attraction to them. I'm taking even as a clinical psychologist and R. Kelly trusting him as his manager because they were close. I believe that he explained to Barry that he was molested, sexually molested and assaulted as a child. Knowing the clinical psychology, this man Barry still put his trust in his niece in the hands of R. Kelly. And R. Kelly explained to him that he had this problem. Now. So, you're telling me, if I was to say to you that I have a problem, you're going to tell me that I don't have a problem. Life goes on. How many times have folks said that? You don't have a problem. It's in your head. You don't have a problem. There's nothing wrong with you. Just go about doing what you do. Were they saying that because of their own personal gain? Were they saying that because they didn't want to hear it? And this is where we get to. Because you said his own personal gain. Now, here we go with, the, if you put the puzzle pieces together, for him to know that R. Kelly had an issue and for you to still put your niece in that environment, 
Then to know, now, also, reports in interviews stated that even Ali, out of her own mouth, said that her family was always around. Her mother, her father, and her brother. So wait, well, so, you trying to say, you, he told you he had situations going on. You put your niece there anyway, but you felt if you allow the family of your niece to always be around, that would kind of. I don't think Barry had. I don't think Barry had any say whether the parents or the family was traveling with Ali. I think that was a choice overall by their by her family that they wanted to travel with. He don't know his sister. Okay, so now with that, with them traveling, now again, how is it that? I would if know the my family is always sorry. there and no one agrees with the relationship of Aliyah and R. Kelly, they were still in a relationship. So that means somewhere in this story, they were okay with Aliyah dating R. Kelly. They were fine with that because they were getting some type of financial gain, which was a product. Their daughter, Aliyah, was actually gaining some type of success. As we know, back in the 90s, her first album, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, that single was dropped. And it was a success. It wasn't something that literally flopped their numbers. It actually gained numbers, and it made them some type of money. Then with that, they began to the momentum with Aliyah began to pick up. She put out a second album, which was One in a Million. That's after she left R. Kelly. But then you also had other singles, which um, Never Coming Back. Wait. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Even before we go there. The family was always around. They were okay with the fact that the him, fact R. Kelly that and Aliyah had a had these some two type of sexual relationship in the connection or connected. So it was fine as long as nobody else outside knew. That's what it looks like. Because even because in the it, interviews, the lady asked him, "Are you guys?" <laughs> Here we go. The lady said. There's rumors swirling around, and we would like to know. Are you guys related, cousins, in a relationship? I Kelly sat back on the couch, and Aliyah's response were, We're not relatives. We're really close friends. This is my best friend in the whole wide world. But they're dressed alike. In the, in the video, in the, or the interview, they're dressed in denim Acting outfits. Alike. Together. Denim pants, outfits, with the denim top. Very chilled, very laid back, very calm. R. Kelly is more just sitting in the back as her producer. And Ali is as the star, and she's answering the majority of the questions due to the fact that... However, your family is in the background at the place of interview. And they approve y'all two going to do this interview dressed the same as couples do. And have no problem with it. Then, according to the interview, the family was always there, always. So how did, did they, they get, married? get married if the family was is always, always there. there? Because even if they were to leave the room, and we looked up the marriage certificate out of Cook County, Cook County, you don't need two witnesses to actually perform the ceremony or to bear witness to a marriage you just have to be the age of 18 she didn't need a birth certificate she didn't need an ID she didn't need any of that she just needed her word 
And that is what they did. That is how she forged the documentation to get married to R. Kelly and state that she was 18 when she honestly was only 15 years old t- at the time. And mind you, she didn't live in Illinois. She's from Detroit. No. So you, you so, left state lines with him with no supervision, but your family goes with you everywhere. Barry knew. Even if the mother, and there's alleged information that the mother even was doing R. Kelly, but with her daughter. I wasn't there. So allegedly. I didn't see it. That she was actually doing these things with (laughs) R. Kelly. Did you see it? No, that's why I said allegedly. There were actually reports and things that were spoken out. Multiple different outlets. Um, and some people have come forth, actually. Thank you to Unwind with Tasha K. People have come forth saying that they saw Aaliyah's mother. Shameless plug. <laughs> actually performing sexual acts upon R. Kelly with her daughter. But family had to know there's no way in the world they did not know that the two were married. Now, this is just my personal belief, is that when he married, when Aliyah married, when R. Kelly married Aliyah, things didn't, the way the Hartons thought things would be didn't turn out the way they wanted it to turn out. R. Kelly was no longer the individual that they saw. They saw someone completely different. So, because of that, now we have a problem. Because if you listen to Aliyah's music, she talked about abuse. She talked about not never coming back. And in that, before they separated, R. Kelly made um, the family sign, or Aliyah signed a DNA non-disclosure. NDA, I'm sorry. A DNA. A NDA non-disclosure. <laughs> um, application form. Say that she'll never talk about it. And then, oh, DNA. Allegedly, she was pregnant too, but that's another story. Um, and the sad part about it all. Now, here's, here's my question is, for you. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I, I, the sad part about all of it is that, allegedly, from what was told, that the Hartons made R. Kelly sign over all of his rights, his catalog, to them. So that it can keep this situation out of court. But goes back to the first episode when I spoke about how he wanted to feed something. He wanted to feed something. He was looking for something. Now, I'm not going to say that Robert wasn't in love. I'm sorry. Let's just, yeah. But R. Kelly was an alter ego. A different person. This is the question I have. I can't say that Rob was not in love with the girl. Nor can I say the girl wasn't in love with him. But what I do want to know is how can someone let their 
greed and their pride take control of their morals. Well, you have to have morals in the first place. <laughs> I'm sorry. Truth of the matter is you have to have some type of morals in the first place. And there's no way for dealing with people like them that come from the industry, that come from poverty, they they do whatever they can to get wherever they need to be to be successful. And when you don't have anything and you 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 come into a place where you have something, how you got there is how you need to stay there. And however R. Kelly or Aaliyah family may have gotten there, they have to find a way to stay there because you didn't start out with morals when you first started. You understand what I'm saying? If we started out being morale about what we do, then we would have to stick to those guns because that is how we made it. But I can't say that you don't have morals because... Nobody's ever born with bad intents. As you develop and go, then you mean you know. So no one ever wakes up. I mean, well, people just aren't born with intentions to murder. It's things that happen that causes you to walk into life and say, "Okay, I'm done with this," and it blackens your heart. And now you out here going on a killing spree, burning down schools and shooting up schools and movie theaters. But it also gets me is how nobody feels sorry for anything. Until it's too late and you can't change it. Why do everybody have that last moment of confession? I should have never let this happen when the inevitable has happened. Death. Because no one ever thinks about the, no one When they're in the midst of doing what they do, I doubt that people think about the consequences in the other side when it's all said and done. Who really does? Who really thinks about the things that they're doing when they think about the consequences? After it's all said and done. Sorry. And You're always taught to every action, there's a there reaction. is a reaction. Mm-hmm. To every cause, there it's is an, an effect. effect. It's science. It's life. This is what you do. You wash. The fact of you washing, you're not going to stink. You put on deodorant. You may be preserved maybe 24 hours. Some people body odor is strong. It's just horrible. It's just... But really... When that's a, that's a okay, tangent. For R. Kelly, let's, let's talk about that. You're really you're talking about something. The point is, is R. Kelly's in love. Love is blind. Let's be real. Many people get into relationships and love is blind and don't see the consequence on the other end because they're in love. Or, as some old folks like say, you're in lust. You're not in love. R. Kelly loved, excuse me, he loved her. She loved him. They didn't think that it was going to get to this point. They didn't see that if... First off, Ali is still a young a young woman. She's not thinking about, oh my God, if I marry this man, what's going to end out to be? She's looking at her music career. Oh my God, if I marry him, he's the hottest thing right now. Oh my God, I can be like, I could blow up within like one album. We do this, we got momentum, everything is bowling, boom, 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 boom. I can be the next it girl. For him... He's looking like I found my soulmate. He's not looking like the court's gonna come and get me, lock me up. He's not looking at it like that. I, I, I kind of feel that she wasn't looking at it that way because she had the it factor. She didn't wait till she got to the big time to 
act like she was big time. She was performing like she was big time before she was there. So I don't think she felt like, okay, I need to get my music together. I need to be with him to get my music together. I don't feel that way. I feel she already knew what she wanted. She already knew who she was. She already knew what her style was. When she met him, she fell in love with the person of him. And because of his creativity, she said, I allowed him to do control of everything because I wanted to see his point of view. You were intrigued by him and his skills and his abilities. You wasn't really into what he had as far as his no. property. In the beginning, in the interview, she said as a little girl, she's always wanted to be a success star. She's always wanted to be a celebrity. She's always wanted to be famous. Always. She said since she was a little girl. Mm-hmm. A little girl. So she, there is somewhere in, in her where she stayed. She wants to be this star. So when she got with him, she realized, okay, she's, in, I'm not, I don't take away from the fact that she's in love with this man. I don't take away the fact that she's in love with him. Literally, people literally can say, if I get with you, what is it that I can do for you that you can do for me where we can build and be successful? That's any relationship. It, not anyone. Some people just get together just to be together. They just call love in a hopeless place. But that's another story. She just feels... She feels like... What? Why you look like that? Spark the plug? No. I just heard about the song. Huh. Found love in a hopeless place. <laughs> Literally, at the end of the day, people get together to be together just because they want to be together. They, they, they lonely. And, but with her, I think that she saw something. She fell in love with him. And she realized that she can become the girl. Yes... You can have everything it is. You can be a list. You can have. You can be. You can have character to perform. Get up the stage presence. You can get up here and be that. But if you don't have the right person backing, there are so many people on this earth that have it and don't have the right person backing them, and they never make it. But wait, let's fast forward the story a little bit. So he loved her. She loved him. They got married. For it not to be a big thing. They settled out of court. So, they split ways. Now, here comes his wife. Now, I kind of feel, this is my perception, that because of the situation with his sister, he was not into... Older women. Older women or women his age. Because... An older woman... Even his brother said it. ...did the situations that they did to him. This is crazy. So, probably because of that, instead of being attracted to older women, he was attracted to younger women. But because of the younger woman that he was in love with, that was snatched from him, and then his life was snatched from him because he couldn't be with her. Now he gets with the woman he's with. But yet... That's not what he's attracted to. His brother said that. <coughs> she wasn't the type of woman that he'd go for. Listen to what so I was that. shocked. Repeat it. His brother said she was not the type of woman. Say it slow enough. She is not the what? Type of, of woman, woman he goes for. He goes for. He made it clear Kelly doesn't like older women. He doesn't. The brother made it very clear. We all thought when he said it, we were talking about looks. Because the way they made it, they skewed it on television, was that it was her looks that he wasn't into. 
But the brother made it clear R. Kelly never liked older women. Never. So now, <laughs> you're into younger women, but now here comes the alleged video. And the alleged video is you were connected to this family. Not only have you become connected to this family, now the story repeats itself. The family of the little girl gets so intertwined into R. Kelly. into R. Kelly's life. Mm-hmm. Now, the little girl is the goddaughter of R. Kelly and his wife. So, they always wondered, well, why was he always around? Why was he always around? Why was he always around? The, the quote was, I'm the godfather. I can be around. Hmm. So did y'all give her, just like y'all gave Aaliyah to him? Hmm. Because y'all were fueling us a demon. Y'all were fueling something he so, was searching for. Was the problem was because feeding it to you me. didn't arrive when you was at that potential. You now says you're going to live through your children. Because you couldn't be a success story. You're going to live your life at the expense of your children. And allegedly, to this day, the girl in the video is still hanging with him. Now Kelly just helped his her brother get signed. And here's the here's the interesting part about it. What nobody wanted to talk about was the same little girl in the video was an artist and was in a group with her cousins performing overseas. Hmm. If he was They had two songs. Mm-hmm. So if he was such this monster. Why did you decide to use him? You could have found Sean Combs. <laughs> you could have went anywhere else. Back in the early nineties, that early, um, at that time, Bad Boy was assigning hip, like little stage hip hop artists. So you was like, "Well, I Kelly sign this person. It's gonna make your production company grow." Sign this person. Ain't gonna make this develop. Sign this person. Hmm. But the fact of the matter is, you put your child in harm's way simply because you wanted to be something that you couldn't be. So you you become it at the expense of your offspring. And then when the monster, and I'm not referring to Robert either. When the monster comes out and exposes itself, now you want to deny everything. Everything is a hush hush. Ooh, don't talk about that. Ooh, let's not talk about this. Ooh, let's not discuss this. Ooh, let's not discuss that. When you have your own problems. So instead of you messing up your good name, you try to keep yourself squeak clean and just sweep the dirt. Under the carpet. So nobody. Will have anything to say. 
That's real interesting. Let's discuss your character and your integrity for a moment. How you care about yourself. And it doesn't matter who else get hurt in the background. Hurt people hurt other people. But what was your fuel? Your fuel wasn't hurt. Your fuel wasn't abuse. Your fuel was pride. Your fuel was greed. Dog eat dog world, right? The industry has always been like that. The music street people have been selling their children into the industry for decades. It's nothing new. So these stories are really nothing to be shocked of. You just have now. But wait. Nothing to be shocked of. But you quick to abuse the one that gets exposed. Oh yeah, he wrong, he wrong, he should have did that. He wrong, he wrong, he wrong, he wrong. You have to find somebody's back to climb up on. But that one finger you use to point at somebody. Yeah, for all the looking back at you. The finger you use to point at other people, there's four pointing back at you. Disrespectful. Distasteful. But you want to look like the hero because the rest of the parties in the story can't or aren't talking. First off, ain't nobody like no hero. That's number one. Sparkle, you just... And the truth of the matter is, you're mad. You've been mad for many, many years and you waited and waited and waited to find an opportunity to have her come up. That is point blank and period. You know it's distasteful, but at the end of the docuseries, she decided to put out a single... That right there is distasteful. If you did it alleged, if you did this from the from your heart, you wouldn't be worried about trying to put music out. It'd be you getting your story out, and that would be that, because you you honestly are connected to the story in a way where you felt like you could no longer take the pain and the agony of holding this story in. Ain't no way in the world now, Andrea Kelly. There's no way in the world that you married to a man and he locks you in rooms and keeps you in basements and feeds you through doorways and and you just. You, you that captivated by someone that you don't think anything is wrong or do you have the strength to walk away? There's no way. There's no way in the world. When you traveled pregnant from Chicago to Florida, you had the opportunity and chance at that moment to run walk away. There's no way. There is no way. There is no way. No one literally does not find the strength to walk away. You knew what he, you knew for someone to be locking you in rooms and you not able to go to the grocery store, get your hair done and all of that. You knew something was wrong. You knew something was up and you've had conversations before you and R. Kelly got married. So you knew something was, was different. You said you knew these things. You knew something about him and you knew things were not just the way that you thought they should be or the way they were painted to you or whatever. The point is, is that I know that and I believe that y'all y'all set this man up from day one, from day one. Now the ironic part about because it is, in order for there to be any connection between Sparkle and her, for this little girl to to be the the mutual connection for the two to have a relationship, y'all sat down and y'all drummed up this thing. Y'all drummed up a plan, and y'all just let R. Kelly continue to keep doing what he was doing, and now you living off of, y'all living off this man's good name, off of his good work. Excuse me, not his good name, off of his work. And you're okay with it. Well, wait. 
Sometimes if you want to hide something from somebody, just put it in plain sight. And they won't even realize that it was in front of their face the whole time. Now, okay, granted, you felt he was doing you wrong and he was doing you dirty. But this man was in love with you. You were in love with him. If you felt you was being mistreated in any kind of way, you telling me that you cannot talk to your husband and tell your husband, no, we need to go to counseling, like, right now. Because the way you treat me is unfair. And then for Sparkle to say she was at the house and you would hear how he would treat his wife and you look at him and go that's jacked up you something else and he laughs at it and you just go on about your business like you ain't hear nothing what did you say it ain't me none of my business I don't care but yet now it's your business because you're on a television show telling the world that this is what he did but you sat there like this people. The industry is a cruel place. This is why you have to know who you, who's in your circle. Who do you trust? This is, for artists who are trying to be successful in the music industry, this is something that you really need to hone in on. The fact that you cannot trust everybody. I believe your manager should be your best friend. Y'all should know, they shouldn't just know everything about you. You should know everything about them. The person you decide to marry should be someone that you truly love and someone that you truly trust. <laughs> mm. Pe- mm. I'm not going to say the music industry is bad itself. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say the people that deal in it is bad. Why? Well, every story we hear about the music industry, everybody is bad. Well, in, well, the music, in the entertainment business, let's just say that. In entertainment period or we can say in your life period you need to know who's in your circle who can you trust and who you cannot trust and know what people are good for and leave them at that place do not try to make someone more than what they are she was a great dancer she should have just been your dancer uh this is entertainment we bad no The point is, I could have said you're like Michael Jackson, but the point of what I'm saying, that's even a horrible, but understand who you're connected to and the reasons why you're connected to them. And when it's time to let them go, let them go. Just point blank, period. This man has a lot of issues. So does she. So does them. Everyone has been harmed and now have to deal with mental, mental illness. Listen. For a very long time. There's always a trickster that's trickier than you. There's always a con artist that can con better than you. There's always somebody, always one step ahead of you. So, you try to be greedy and try to be a get over and a pushover. There's always one person that's going to be swifter than you are. 
So you need to check yourself first to see what's going on in you to make sure all your ducks are aligned in a row to make sure you are doing what you're supposed to be doing because everybody is always out for themselves. Nobody else care about you but you. And they will drop you or sell you for the highest bidder. So you have to know what you want to do. You have to know who you want to be. You have to know what you want to accomplish. Because at the end of the day, it's about you and you alone. Nobody else is going to help you get to where you want to get to. They're always going to help themselves. How can I get fixed? How can I make it? Who you think you are? Let me step on this one to get to this place. You have your own demons. And some others have legions. So you have to know where you stand. Because baby, if you're not too... <laughs> I feel you who you are. You'll be eaten alive. They'll eat you alive in that place. And best to believe, the dog that brought you the bone will be the same dog that carried you. So, listen. Be careful who you connect to. Be careful who you align yourself with. Re-evaluate who's in your corner. You are your company, Yuki. Because... We don't want to be a snake. Do not hang out with snakes. If you don't want to be a leopard or a cheetah, do not hang around leopards or cheetahs. If you want to be an eagle, hang around eagles. It is simple as that. You know who you are. You know what you can and can't do. Do not, I mean, do not compromise who you are to be somebody you're not. Because the person you're not will always die. And the truth will always come to light. And you'll be lost. Everyone will leave you. You'll be standing alone trying to figure out where your life went 30 years from now. And figuring out you have not accomplished anything because the true you has been dead for all of those years. Just be who you are. Somebody's going to love it. Somebody's going to love you. Someone's going to need you. Someone is going to be able to, to learn from you. Just be who you are. There are many people out there just like you. You're not the only one walking the earth in the position or in the place that you are. Be you. It only gets better when you're being yourself. Oh, and one more thing. Do not, I repeat, do not be afraid to say no. No. No, I will not. No, I won't. No, I no, can't. I can't. No. I shouldn't. <laughs> I won't, I will, I can't, I'm not. Sorry. I thought about it. But I can't. I researched it. And I can't. I sat on it and discussed everything and put it together, but I I can't. Make it your best friend. And trust me, life will be a whole lot better. But remember, 
there's always three sides to a story. Mine's. Yours. And, and the, the truth. But the truth will always prevail. See you next time.